We don't know. Hey, guys, it's Ed Die here All with right. my friend Jen, who was on the show once before. Say hi, Jen. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I was going to say Jen. Was that really that Jen. funny? <laughs> no, no, just there was such a delay Jen. there. When I said say hi, and it's almost like, oh, you talking to me? Uh, so... Yeah, we're here doing uh, the podcast. Hopefully all three of my fans are listening. Yay! Woo! And <laughs> I get Mike, who might be joining yes. intermittently, is an 11-year-old middle school pervert. What? No! Shut no. up! Get away from me! He can't be known for that. <laughs> yeah, he can't be known for that. Well, then stop being dirty. Um, don't sing that. I don't have... We, I don't. I don't have licensing rights for for that song on this podcast. Don't sing it. Yeah, we're gonna get copyright. Listen, listen. So let's let's play by Facebook rules. I do not own the rights to this music. Now you're good. Oh my god. Do you understand? Probably not so puberty fully Ass upon wait, no, ass. I sang that wrong. I got the line wrong. It's supposed to be rats along his back. I was about to say ass along his back. Well, I hope. That's where it's located. Um all right, so we're so what am I about two months uh, behind on the last podcast episode? Hey, it's been I've been busy, you know, and you know what it is because I was having a conversation with someone. They're like, I do a lot one, and I'm pretty sure I pre- I need to get diagnosed on this ADHD because I'm pretty sure that's one thing that's been keeping me from recording. <laughs> Hush up behind me, child. So I got so I got some bits of news that we you know. But um, and I want to see what you think about some of this. The first thing, okay, so you know, Anne Rice passed, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. No. Behind me. No, that yeah. was. He's like, yeah. That was that was that was a rough day. That was a rough day because mm-hmm. nobody quite did it like Anne Rice. Like, I mean, no, I, I love Stephen King. Posting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm going to slap this kid. He just yeah. said, who's Stephen King? <sighs> oh, no. And then he's. And slap him said, once slap him, he goes, too. Oh, Georgie. <laughs> now with that punch him in the throat. <laughs> Maybe that'll shut him up for like a minute, too. <laughs> But, well, have you heard about what's going on with uh, some of her stuff? Um, Actually, her, I uh, haven't, but I'm very interested in, I think it's, I think it's going to be on AMC Plus. There's going to be a series in Vampire. Of? Uh, you um, know. Well. Well, here's the thing. I'm not gonna lie, I'm very curious yeah, um, about this. Well, let's see. AMC apparently, I think it was like already almost over a year ago. They greenlit interview with the vampire, and it's already been, I think, filming. They're gonna have eight episodes for the series. I do know that the character of Louis has his backstory written because he was turned from a white guy into an African American guy. And I think his story is uh, changed where I think that he's like a former slave or something. So that should be interesting. 
But on top of that, do you know the Mayfair witches? Yes. You know, I never, I never really investigated it too much because I, I prefer vampires to witches. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can make some exceptions, but not a lot of exceptions. Um, mm -hmm. But tell me what's going on with the Mayfair witches. Uh, AMC apparently just gave the green light for the Mayfair witches to get their own series and expect it to be out in late 2022. But you know, what I find interesting is if they're both on AMC and they're both from the same author and technically from the same universe, will there be any crossover? You know what I mean? In this season or even maybe if they make a second season? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind checking that out. Like, I know... The the purist in me right now is going. No, 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 no! Don't change anything. Don't, don't you like? There's just some things you don't mess with. And, you know, while uh, I don't think Brad Pitt is the best actor, if you're listening, Brad Pitt, I do apologize. Feel free to call me anytime. But. He he, like, he can just, make it up to you by showing up at your doorstep shirtless, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would turn him away. Um, but like, I I don't know. There's something like like it, you know, like the the Robert Langdon books, the Da Vinci Code, and all that. Like after that first movie, like you have a very set image in your head of the character and how the character should look and sound and all that. So I don't know. Um, I'm kind of torn. Like I would still want to watch it because I, I really do think it's like one of the greatest series of novels ever written. Um, so, I mean, either which way is as long as they don't, you know, blow it up too much i'd still want to yeah. watch it but i i would expect there I mean, to be some kind of backlash i mean i'm definitely gonna watch i mean surprised there's no backlash like i said because they changed them to a black character but then again the series isn't out yet so maybe people haven't even realized exactly so i guess i'm gonna have to invest in amc plus because oh, or I, or I could find it's, it's only, on uh, what what <laughs> what my nephew calls the shady websites. I could find the uh, links to watch them without having a subscription. <laughs> but we'll just keep that silent between us. <laughs> but, okay. Well, I mean, I mean no, you know, well, you know, vision of the characters. Yeah, like it's like it's very like like I okay. I'll let my inner geek out to play. When they did Harry Potter and the Cursed Child on Broadway, um, mm. they made Hermione Granger. They cast a black actress. And people flipped about it. Like, people were so aggravated. And, I mean, I really never, even though I, I've heard amazing things about the production, and I would love to see it because I am a Potterhead, um, I don't know that like 
I don't think I could sit there looking at Hermione being black because no, she's that scruffy headed uppity, you know, upper middle white class, (laughs) know-it-all brat. Like that's who she is. So it's like, you're kind of like taking that away from her. I don't know. Like I I said, I don't, if you got the, if you got the right person, you got the right person. Yeah. I mean, going back to our earlier conversation, I I never thought. Yeah. This delay is killing us. It, it really, you know, it is. I feel like I'm on, I'm like, I'm, I'm on the view or something right now. <laughs> Cause that's all they ever complain about is the zoom delay. Yeah. It's not that I watch yeah, the, the view all the time, but today. yeah. Uh, no, but uh, I don't know. No, you're right though. Like certain character, like, um, like uh, I have, I, I can see no issue with her being black, but if they changed, um, what's his face? Um. Oh my God! What's his name? The redhead. If they changed him black, it kind of goes against. Oh, Ron Weasley. Oh yeah. Of the, yeah, the natural character. Yeah. I'm like, you just changed, like uh, the new Annie that just came out. I had no problem, um, with everyone else being changed, but you changed Annie to an African American girl, which is fine. But the problem is, a fundamental part of the storyline and the character and what's based on who she is and how she acts in her life is based on the fact that she's a redhead. And at the time when the movie came out, uh, not even the movie, when the story was takes place. Yeah. Redheads weren't looked upon that. Well, yeah, neither were black people, but less chance that a rich black man was going to be adopting a, a little black girl. Yeah. Like it's, I, I, you know, if you got the right person for the job that and they can nail the essence of that character, it's one thing. But like, I don't know. I just like I said, there are times when I'm very, very much a purist. And I loved the books. I loved the movie. I, I, I'm curious to see how it translates. I. I really am very curious. um, What's there's an author um, who changed their name. I forgot what the name is now, but used to be known as Poppy Zebright and wrote a book, a couple of books with these characters in it who are uh, everyone, you know, always sees them as white, especially since one of the characters name is ghost and is, and he's described as a uh, albino. And one time, just to piss people off, she got tired of people asking her, who would you cast in the movie? Who would you cast in the movie? And one day she just said, who would I cast in the movie? Ice Cube. <laughs> it was Ice Cube and well, the other guy from Friday, just to piss them off. And I can just see, oh, damn. God. Damn. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Let, let me ask you a you question. Know, I... Sure. What? No, no, go on. What were you going to say? No, I said bye, Felicia. What, what's your question? Oh, I was going to go on to the next topic. I basically, I was going to ask, <clears throat> how do you feel about Nicolas okay. Cage? How do you feel? About how Rocky? do I feel about Nicolas Cage? <sighs> you know, um, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> 
Nicolas Cage is an interesting study in movie making because he has done some stuff that I think he has either been cast absolutely perfect, like I think I'm one of the 10 people that saw and loved the movie Con Air. I thought that was like just an amazing movie. Like, loved it. I also love the National Treasure movies. But then, like, the other day, I watched... <sighs> yeah, the name is escaping me. But anyhow, the one with but, the you know, there's been films like Ghost Rider. No, no, it wasn't robots. It was kind of... Was kind of supernaturally. Oh my God, he's like um, drive angry. A war. No, no. If I looked in my DVR right now, I could tell you, but I don't have a TV on. No, but either which way, he's one of those. No. No, no. Now I think you, I was gonna say I think you're making stuff up now because yeah, yeah. Oh, either that or movies that people don't realize. <laughs> okay, well that tells you how much I know about um, his filmography. But Nicolas Cage is really one of those actors that when he's cast well in the right role, he kills it. Otherwise, it's an epic disaster. I do not think community. Yeah, but like uh, if if he's really going to play Dracula, uh, that's like kind of that kind of hurts my head. The thought of it. No, you see, you got to disconnect because here's the thing. He's not going to be playing Dracula. He's actually going to be in the, the movie. And this is he who's going to be playing is going to be called Renfield. Oh, okay. All right. So, all right. Ah, so, see, now, now you're like, oh, wait a minute. That changes the game. Okay. I, and you know something? I believe that Nicolas Cage is quirky enough to pull it off. It was Season of the Witch that I just watched the other day. Season of the Witch. And it's, an, it's 2011. Yeah, um, he it's they like they have to capture a witch and I just had the Rona. So I'm still well, I didn't just have it. I had it Christmas to New Year's, but I'm still having some like right after New Year's. (laughs) Listen, yeah, this has been a miserable ride because I'm not shaking it the way even though when I when I was positive for it, I really only felt icky for one day. And I've just been like so much sicker in the weeks after. So I don't stay awake for much. Like the fact that I'm even still awake is kind of miraculous. But um, now that's a character that I think Nicolas Cage could play. Dracula? Yeah. No, not so much. Renfield? Absolutely. Absolutely. What I find funny is because Nicolas Cage as Renfield. And no, you're right, because he's got that 
outrageousness where he goes like way off the mark but it would work with a character like Renfield now, absolutely he's playing opposite of what's his name uh, Nicholas Holt if you know who that is I don't know who that is um, I think he who is, is that <laughs> I know he's the little boy in the movie about a boy I know he was a zombie in that movie warm bodies He's currently playing, I think, what, the King of Russia or something? He, the one who marries Catherine the Great or something, I think? Mm, okay. I'll take your word for it because... He's a, a serious um, British actor. I, I, okay, so here's what I know about British actors, okay? <laughs> I know Matt Berry, <laughs> and I know... Uh, Nandor there. Kaven can't remember his last name. And mm-hmm. um, I know Charlie Hunnam. Other than that, I mean, and of course, you're great. But yeah, any of these young guys, I have absolutely no idea who any of them are. None of them have the name Keanu Reeves. From. So now Keanu Reeves, I'm convinced he is a vampire. You cannot convince me he's I not guess- a vampire. Because every year that man gets older. Filmed Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm -hmm. Listen, I don't care what anybody says. I love that movie. Yes, probably because he was in it and nothing else mattered. But Gary Oldman was a fantastic. Gary Oldman, I think, set. And actually, Luke Evans in um, Dracula Untold. Is that the name of it? I think that's the name of it. Dracula uh, yeah, Unfold. The, yeah. mm-hmm. Luke Evans actually was pretty damn good. But I think for like now, I really think that Gary Oldman like set the standard for playing Dracula. But mm. yeah, Nicolas Cage, he has the right quirks to pull. And yeah, I, even if the rest of the movie sucks, I'm pretty sure him his performance in that role would be good i think the only person that could probably do it better would be johnny depp because i don't know i feel like johnny johnny depp depp. end up making him too british because johnny depp seems to make everything he does I, I I feel like Johnny Depp is stuck playing uh captain jack sparrow like i think he he start he thinks he is captain jack he, you know, I, and I can agree with that. I can absolutely agree with that. But Johnny Depp has that particular way of taking. All right. I hated him. Hated him. Hated him in Dark Shadows. I will admit I that. The movie I hated the movie. Comedy. The, it should not it it should have it should have been scrapped it should not have been made at all period um i think, I think it actually probably worked as a like a netflix miniseries because then they really could have drawn it out a little more and given you more horror I absolutely I really you know went with that well see here's here's the thing i don't know if you're familiar with the original I grew up on the original because my sisters grew up on the original. Like the next one up for me is 15 years older than me. 
they would come home from school and the two older ones would watch Dark Shadows and she would kind of be like hiding behind the couch a little afraid. <laughs> and now she's been sick and she's been sitting at home for hours every morning binging Dark Shadows. So like she can watch it now. But like as a kid, it terrified her. Whereas I was a kid watching it in black and white on VHS. And I remember when they remade it and then it just got cut off and that was it. And like, I remember all me and all my friends were addicted to it. And I was like, screw all you. I remember the original. I own the original. Like everybody thought this was some new show. I'm like, you guys know this. And then yeah, there I was mean, a remake that they did at some point in the 90s with, I remember, uh, yes. Joseph Gordon Levitt playing the little kid. And Ben Cross played Barnabas Collins. That's yeah. I was going to say Chris Cross, and I'm like, wait, no. Ben that's a Cross. <laughs> no, they make you want to jump around. He, he just made you want to sit there and go. <sighs> yeah. No, a big, big, well, big, big love well, of this, Dark Shadows. This movie is apparently the story is going to be written by Robert Kirkman from who wrote The Walking Dead along with uh, some guy Ryan Ridley I forgot what he's from so I mean they know their horror I'm just wondering when does it take place because you know the story of Renfield technically happens before the story of Dracula because Renfield is more like a side character in the original Dracula story so you know what I mean is it are we going to be following the Dracula story from Renfield's point of view or are we actually going to follow Renfield, when he goes and meets Dracula and becomes insane, and then when it makes sense for Nicolas Cage to play him, oh, that'd be funny if they got two people to play him. Nicolas Cage plays him when he goes crazy, and get someone else to play him when he's normal. <laughs> Actually, that would that would not be a bad idea. That really wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, but you know, that would I I almost think. I almost well, actually, I don't know that you would need two actors because I think Nicolas Cage could pull off normal as well as Nicolas Cage could, and then he could just be extra Nicolas Cage. (laughs) (laughs) You know, after he goes crazy. But I I just like, I don't know. I actually, I I think, yeah, I actually think that would be a movie I would watch. You know, me and it'd be me, the 10 other people that watch Con Air and we'd probably all love it again and we'd laugh and, you know, <laughs> but um, person like my personal, like I'm glad that they're going to kind of step outside of Dracula a little bit because I am sick yeah, cause he's been and tired at this point. <laughs> yeah. And I just I think that the remakes and the reboots and the re everything needs to stop. Like I'm sure on some producer's desk somewhere there's like the next Titanic. I don't know, I'm trying to <laughs> I don't know why that popped into my head. I was trying to think of like something that raked in gazillions of dollars. But like there has Avatar, to be something. Two, which I didn't even think was that great. <laughs> uh, 
Listen, my brother-in-law will haunt me tonight when I say this. I fell asleep less than halfway through that movie. It was beautiful to look at. Other than that, I was so bored. I'm like, why am I watching these blue people? What am I missing? Is there a point to any of this? All right. Good night. <laughs> I know what you mean. Couldn't do oh, it. Wait, but it's staying in the movie thing. You know, um, have you heard of Studio 666? No, I have not. Comes out later this month, the February 25th. Uh, it's the Foo Fighters horror movie. And, you know, that's funny because one of my friends is a serious Foo fan. And I would have thought that mm -hmm. it would have been mentioned, but it has not been mentioned. So I'm sure I will be it's hearing really more about actually, that. It's actually written by D. I'm surprised because um, it's what is it? That's just a couple of like three and a half two, three weeks away or so from today. I'm surprised there hasn't been more commercials for it. I mean, it's literally a, written by, I think, Dave Grohl. And it's uh, from what from what they explain it, and from what I saw in the trailer, it's like a Scooby Doo kiss meets the Phantom of the Park <laughs> cheesy, like fun kind of horror movie. Uh, what well, um, let me, what is? It? Let me see. I have the description here. Okay, so it's about what happens when the legendary rock band rents an Encino mansion steeped in grisly rock and roll history to record their tenth album. Trouble is, frontman Grohl is creatively blocked, and when evil forces in the house sink into his consciousness, the creative juices begin to flow, but so does the blood. Can the Foo Fighters complete the album with the band still alive to tour? That's like the explanation of the movie. The trailer looks cheesy so, and fun as hell, and it's got a lot of cameos. So basically... From what I just heard now, I don't need to go see the movie because I know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, I, you know, I think that's what, first of all, I am not on Team Foo. In fact, I think I can only name one Foo Fighter song. Um, I just never, never my thing. Um, Maybe they need to record a cover of Cry Little Sister. I'm just saying. It might catch my, my interest <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> you know, um, other than that, okay, I don't I I think I could still try it out. Yeah, okay, let's get to this one. Um, yeah, uh, I, I just... I think that's when I'd sit out. I don't know. Maybe, you know, when it comes on cable, possibly might watch it. Um, I think, but, I, mean, I don't, you I don't know. think I'm going to go out of my way to go see it, but I get what you're saying. I mean, the way, if anyone wants to check it out, it's studio six, six, six movie.com. I'll have a link for the trailer and I can even send it to you. So you see, it looks even take away the fact that it's Foo fighters, which I'm sure is probably like 75% of the reason most people will go see it, but take away the fact and just throw any band in there. And it still looks like an interesting movie. Like in my head, I can imagine it. Uh, poison. What if this is the band Poison or Motley Crue doing? Because basically, it looks like Dave Grohl is getting possessed and is like forcing the band to write. But you see scenes where the rest of the band is getting like worried. But if you think about it, I'm thinking about in the aspects I said Poison and Motley Crue. It probably kind of was like that with Motley Crue, at least with at least all the drugs and like Aerosmith with all the drugs they take. It probably was like dealing with a possessed person every so often. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I'm just laughing about poison because I'm thinking, how long is that movie going to be? About an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. I'm thinking of being sitting there for that long, listening to C.C. DeVille speak. And I I don't think even I, I don't think even I am enough of a poison fan to offer myself up as tribute for that. All right, all right, guys. So like, like I totally think Brett's got a demon inside him, but I don't know what we're gonna do about it. Maybe I'll do a guitar solo with like crazy notes here and there. I don't know what you guys want to do. I hear from from exactly. I've, I've, I've had I've had people tell me he's such a sweetheart. He's just I mean I, I wouldn't be surprised Absolutely. if like I just, the person is probably like dealing with me. <laughs> so I'm not exactly Mr. Low Key either. Um, listen, all right, so I'm about to throw you under the bus so fast and hard here because I can, mostly because you ain't close oh, enough to hit me right now. But anybody, anybody who goes to the Cheesecake Factory looks at the impossible bolognese and asks the waiter, but what if I want it possible? No, they're not out there at all. I still tell that story every chance I get. It's excuse me. It says impossible bolognese. What if I want impossible? You ain't got no hamburger back there. You can chop. <laughs> I love that story. I I'm that story particular. literally. Hey, hey, man, oh. hey, man. Whatever. I still think that was like quite possibly the funniest restaurant moment I've ever like witnessed firsthand and been a part of. <laughs> And poor, 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 poor Danielle, first time ever meeting you. I thought she was going to fall off the chair. She started laughing so hard. Like, all I could say was, see, I told you. That was the best. That was the best. My nephews to Sonic, the eight-year-old and the 11-year-old, I took them with me. And I ordered their food. And my food. And when they bring it to you at Sonic, right, they read back to you what you ordered. And the guy comes back and reads the whole thing. And in my head, I'm like, I don't freaking remember what the hell I ordered. I don't know if I asked for, like, dog brains in a bun. And he's just reading the whole thing. And he goes, that's correct, right? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Even I, And then my nephew's like, are you sure? And then I tell the guy, listen, if you got my, my, my order wrong and you give me someone else's food, look, I'm fat. I'm going to eat it anyway. It don't matter. You could have brought me a turd, I would have been like, mm, as long as you put ketchup on it, I'm good. <laughs> I was going to say, as long as there's no mayo, we're straight. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Oh, my God. No, I had, I, um, I had to hear you were being all nice. You want to do a podcast with me? Sure. Oh, wait, I get to tell the world about your possible bolognese. <laughs> Sorry, had to. It has to be but I do love that story. Yeah, I do. I, I, I love that story. I love that story because my well, fat ass was sitting across from yours. <laughs> I mean, I tell my nephews, don't be scared <laughs> to, you know, have fun with people. Just don't be mean to them. One of them was surprised once because I came, we went into, I forgot what movie we went to see in the theater, and I made everyone behind the concession stand laugh and relax. 
And then on the way out, we're leaving. It was the last movie of the night. We're walking out, and I'm saying hello to them. I was going to get a refill on the bucket because it's get a free refill. I'm about to get a refill. I mean, if he's like, oh, and then I see the they're about to throw it away. I'm like, what are you guys doing with all that popcorn in that big bag? We're throwing out. I'm like, I was going to get a refill, but if you feel like making a fat man's dreams come true, you don't got to take <laughs> it to the trash. You can just bring it to me. Listen. And they already all- gave me three bags worth, and my nephew's like, oh. Just surprised. I'm like, see what happens when you're nice to people. All I would, all, all I can even say is, I would have cut you. You would have been laying on the floor bleeding without your popcorn because it would have been going home with me. Because that is my favorite snack on the planet is movie theater popcorn, and it's got to be buttered to a point where your hand comes out wet, like. Oh. There is nothing better on this planet than movie theater popcorn. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I have. I I tend to not put my hands in things that could possibly be wet. But if it's a bucket of popcorn, uh, like hold my hair, hold my hoops. I'm going in. Yes. And people look at, you know, I still have not seen. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're like, it's an experience. It's an experience. And don't try to give me no small, dinky little napkins. bag of popcorn. Yeah. Oh, I take I take napkins with me, and my nephew's like, what's that for? I'm like, did you not see the amount of pop? I'm like, I could drink the butter out of this popcorn. Tub. Yes, yes, yes. And, and then my nephew, the little one, shows me a trick. He goes, no, you put a straw in all the way at the bottom. And then you let the butter go through the straw and you slowly pull the straw up as high as you can so it spreads out more. I'm like, <gasps> yeah. Now, listen, the 13 year old knows the rules. All right. What's the movie rules? Don't kick the chair in front of me. That's right. What else? Don't drink all my drink too fast. Okay. What else? Don't put my hand in Punky's popcorn or I'll be pulling back a bloody stump. Okay, you got it. <laughs> almost sounds. Almost sounds. I don't scary. care. Don't put my hand in pumpkin's pop. Yeah, no. Don't just don't do like she knows. She knows. I will give that child the shirt off my back. If you touch my popcorn, you're playing Russian roulette. Yeah, and you know I still have not seen the new Ghostbusters movie. Those mofos went to see it. Didn't say. I have my birthday's coming up and I've already told people I've been contemplating contemplating everyone's like what are you doing for your birthday I'm like I've been contemplating maybe getting like a mini suite at a hotel and my nephew's like are you going to do a viewing party I'm like I know but that's an idea now I have a small party in the hotel and watch Ghostbusters (laughs) and get like 50 pizzas (laughs) and invite like only 5 people Everyone gets their own pie. It could happen. Well, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know about the pizza, but I'm just saying that does sound like one of the better parties I will have gone to in the last couple months. But, uh, yeah, I like still haven't seen possible it. bolognese delivered. <laughs> Listen, if I get invited, I will make you your very own tray of possible bolognese. Mm-hmm. Now I see what we talked about. I will meet you. Into consideration. 
But just so you know, I only roll. Yeah, yes. I only roll in very exclusive circles. So that Bolognese depends on the guest list. Mm hmm. Well, being that it's a hotel thing and with uh, certain hotels probably still having the COVID rules, I'd have to be picky on who uh, goes. Do you have you did you you haven't seen the movie, but do you know any of the spoilers? Don't say them out loud, but I'm just saying, do you know them? Um, I've seen enough. I've seen a couple different trailers, and unfortunately, a good group of my family went to see it and they have said a couple things out loud and I'm like keep talking I'm gonna start busting jaws um well, you know what don't we and in all fairness even some people I've told that didn't that knew the spoilers and stuff they still watch it and they still got emotional it's one thing to know it's another thing to see it listen my niece said straight up she got <laughs> very emotional and she said she's like i'm telling you it was fantastic they did such a great job and she's like i absolutely loved it so i'm pretty sure if she loved it um, i would love it i, I mean know the guy that runs I, the ghostbusters ghostbusters news on youtube he saw it he got emotional. He said he mentioned he got emotional. Um, the his only drawback he said was the movie, like part one, part two, when they you know when it the opening credits has Ghostbusters and it plays the music for a bit and you see the name. He's like they didn't do that for this one. He goes that's not a big spoiler. He says but when you finally do see that at one point in the movie, he says. He broke down literally. Like, you, like his wife turned to him, like, "Are you okay?" He was like totally breaking down. He was like thirty years plus waiting to see and hear that on a big screen and be a new thing. I get it. Yeah. Um. Listen. Um. I. 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 I didn't hate the all female version. Mm -hmm. I thought. Given who they had in it, I think it could have been so much better. Listen, Melissa McCarthy is gold. Like, there's nothing she can't do that I'm not going to sit there and be like, I love her. But this movie kind of, like I said, not the worst movie I've ever seen, but this really just missed the mark. Um, I think the problem with that one is when to comedy and they lost they lost uh track of the fact that the original ghostbusters was based on the fact that what is it um ray stands what the hell's his real name <laughs> i can't remember whatever the uh, family actually were some of the pioneers of ghost hunting and so the movie was originally based on actual ghost hunting dan Aykroyd, right Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling. Okay. <laughs> Real name. <laughs> Ray Stance. No, no, no. Um, wait, there's a name in there somewhere. Um, I just, it, it, I didn't even, I, I absolutely loved whichever Hemsworth, Thor, whichever one he is. I loved that 
like he was just like this dopey dumb blonde like that aspect of it made me laugh probably more than the rest of it um but it, it mm-hmm. yeah it just it didn't check off it it just I felt like in the original in the library with the ghost and she's just reading and and then all of a sudden turns and flies at him at like all these years later I still jump when that happens all these years later I still jump this 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 one had none of that the, this remake had none of that it was just like uh, okay but you know and yes i i know i know you love your ghostbusters and i saw your new edition and that is pretty freaking cool um kind of jealous on that one but um like <laughs> i kind like i just again like can we find some originality can we tell a vampire story or a ghost story or a witch story that hasn't already been done like that's where I have a hard time with a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, listen, kind of anything could be because the last werewolves we had were what in the Twilight series. <laughs> so, I mean, if we can even count those as real, I mean, they looked really cool on the big screen because uh, that after, but they were eh. there was yeah, one but- with actually with Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah, you know, again, I fall short there because I'm one of those females that is like, like, I I like seeing stuff he's done because he seems like a really cool guy, like outside of acting. Like, I literally had no idea he was married to Lisa Bonet. I'm like, wait, what? When I they, they just announced they were getting divorced. Wait, I'm like, wait, when did they get married? Yes. <laughs> See? Okay. Lisa Bonet oh. Wait a minute. I thought Lisa Bonet just got um, divorced from the lead singer from Four Non Blondes. Um, look up uh, the name. I got to look this up because what the hell? Is yeah, apparently, name? her and Jason Momoa have been married for a couple of years now. So I'm glad I'm not the only one that wasn't invited to that wedding. But I had no idea. Uh, I had what? no idea. That's what. OK, you're right. Yeah, no. Her name is Linda Perry, and she just divorced uh, Darlene from Roseanne. I'm, I'm getting my women. Ah, oh, Sarah Gilbert got divorced. Now, see, now, now that makes me sad. That makes me sad. Because, you know, I just turned my TV on. It automatically turned on to the Connors. So I had to check Season of the Witch. But- uh-huh. It makes me wonder when they started, you know, getting the argument that she turned to her and go, hey, what's going on? <laughs> you know, an interesting uh, um, story, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, um, he was a very, very bad heroin junkie for a lot of years. And at one point he had moved into New York City and was squatting in a building with her before four non-blondes made it. She actually was a squatter in a building in New York City. And my friend was like, I don't know if you can call her roommate or what, but yeah, Joe lived with her for a while. (laughs) So it's like, 
it, it's like it, there was like five or six of them that all lived together in this abandoned apartment. But yeah. Oi. But yeah, I didn't even know. Like, I knew Sarah Gilbert was married, but I didn't know to who. So look at this. We're like, we're just, we're learning all the things tonight. <laughs> See, kids? This podcast is not only entertaining, but it's informative. It's informative. So hopefully, um, hopefully all three of my fans that will listen to this episode will learn something. And all three of mine. I'm going to throw some yeah. names at you and tell me if you know who they okay. are of your fans. You might not know all of them, but tell me. Okay. Um, Randy Blythe. Okay. No idea. Uh, Alyssa White. Live lead singer of Lamb of God, Alyssa White, uh, lead singer of Arch Enemy, um, Lejean Witherspoon. No, I know that name, Seven Dust. Okay, yeah, because that's a kind of a cool name. Yeah, it's kind of a cool name. Hmm. I know, right? But you got you got the Foo Fighters hard rock horror movie. These names I just mentioned are doing a death metal horror movie. And I bet you theirs is going to be much better than the Foo Fighters. Oh, the name is so much cool. It's called the Virginia bitches. It's the name of it. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, I used to live in Virginia and one of my sisters still does. It sounds like something I would watch. Just because of the name. Now, here's the thing. So, I'm not sure what exa- where the story is going because it's, um, what the hell is it? It says it's uh, the movie is about a death metal, vamp- all vampire, all female band called the Virginia Bitches. <laughs> and their truck or, or their van breaks down in a town that's infested with cannibals. And the cannibals are led by a warlock. So I'm like... Who's the bad guy? The vampire band or the cannibals or the like? I don't know where this is going to go. Huh. Well, you know that um, that Jordan Peele has another one coming out. Oh, does he? He does. It's called Nope. It's called Nope. Um, Really? Yeah. I heard about it the other day because I I I do love Key and Peel. Um, I laugh at Key and Peel way more than I probably should. But yeah, I don't have a huge amount of info on it, it's but not, it's coming out July. I just looked it up. Yeah, it's I, it's funny because it. it's interesting. Yeah. I, because I um, do, it, there is no info. <laughs> really, literally, Wait, everything yeah, we know like, about when you look up in Google, yeah, and it says story wise on Google, it goes, you know, where it gives you like you look up something, it'll give you other questions that are related to what you're looking for. Thing comes up that says, What is Nope 2002 about? and it all it tells you is. A new terror from the mind of Academy Award winner Jordan Peele. It's like, okay, I got that, but what's the story? It's like Google's like, I, I don't freaking know. Listen, I gotta be honest with you. I loved the movie Get Out because I had such a preconceived mm-hmm. notion about what it was gonna be about. 
and it just completely messed with my head. Like I just, and I, you know, again, not, not one of the greatest movies, but I loved it because I like that. I like that. I, I thought I knew what it was going to be about and, and I just completely didn't. So, well, but you know, I, I, I am a big key and peel fan. I just, I want, you know what? I'd love to see them work on a horror movie together. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I feel like he can I actually think... act. As much as you see them doing comedy, I think he can actually do serious acting. Oh, let me tell you. Now, if if we're going to, if, if, <laughs> if we're throwing Keegan-Michael Key into something, he's got to be in it with Wayne Brady. And I'm leaning towards like, the scary movie franchise like I think we need a scary movie with them in it because there's no way it's not going to be funny because this is well I'm just my my geek flag is waving high and proud tonight I am a huge fan of whose line is it absolutely love whose line is it I adore Wayne Brady. In fact, if Wayne Brady showed up at my door shirtless right now, I'd be happier than if Brad Pitt did. Um, Ooh, girl loves her some chocolate. Listen, listen. I I do not even hide the fact that I love Wayne Brady, but I think I really think like we're overdue for a scary movie. And I think that they need to be in it. Let's get rid of the weigh-ins because they're done. They can produce or direct or whatever they want to do. Feel good. Marlon, I feel Marlon Wayne's is the young, who's the youngest one of the group. Anyway, I think he still got it because he's done a couple of things now with Netflix. I really think he should would I had I would have no problem with him being involved because he did a haunted house one and two, which was still yes. along the same lines. Yes, and some of the other movies I saw trying to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I need like hardcore blood, guts, destruction, explosions, guns. I need all of that. But I can sit back with the scary movie franchise, Haunted House. Um, Give me any stoner movie when I'm like the anti-stoner. And it just makes my heart happy. Like, it's just, it just makes me happy. Somebody, somebody, well, maybe start your indie. I was actually going to say, because I was going to go back to the, uh, the, um, the vampire death metal film. I was going to say, because I know they're doing their movie by getting backers on Indiegogo. Maybe that's what we should do find people to put a movie together and then just try to find people to pay for it on Indiegogo. Be like, hey, we're trying to make a funny movie and we're trying to get this guy and this guy want to give us money? You know, that's not the worst idea I've heard today. In fact, that's one of the better ideas I've heard this year because I just I, I, I feel like we need we need a movie that's a balance of the two. 
Like, I want people to be able to laugh till it hurts. But I also feel like you need that jump factor. You need that gore factor. You need that. Um, just that, that like, you, you need all the right elements. Because let's face it, I like, if you watch A Nightmare. Not a good one in a while. No. Like, if you watch the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy Krueger had some hysterical lines for such a dark, depraved character. And I think that's... He was a child, technically molester, child killer. Exactly. Exactly. But just like some of his lines were like... (laughs) What did he just say? Like, I just think like, I don't know. I think if I think if you're going to do like a twist on it, you got to pull in all the elements and so many of these. Again, I like movies, the more violent, the better. Like, I think John Wick, like I think that franchise would have been better with less dialogue and more shooting. Um, mm-hmm. like I, I just, I feel like people are making things either too psychological, which is, which is good. I like, I like a psychological thriller too, but you, you try to throw it into that horror genre and it doesn't really fit. Like we need, we need that, that movie that has every bit of everything. And I should probably shut up because you know, there's going to be somebody listening, taking notes, going, "All right, got it." So it's got to be funny and it's got to be gross and no, yeah. And there no, goes our movie. No, I mean, <laughs> there I mean, goes I our movie. Return of the Living Dead was really good on keeping uh, comedy and uh, horror. But like you said, um, like some people also just don't put enough of this or too much of like of that. Like, um, what the hell is it? Somebody in just recently in a uh, Facebook horror group, somebody posted a picture of of a war movie and i'm like is this just a war movie or is it an actual horror and the guy's like well it's got gore this that and i'm like gore doesn't make a movie horror i'm like i can write you a love story that had a love movie that has tons of gore i'm like and he goes well then there's a horror of war i'm like for not everyone sees that as horror i'm like i'm like war is is war i'm like that wouldn't necessarily make me cringe but Exactly. I don't know. I mean, yeah, we exactly something these days. So yeah, now, it's. I, I just. I feel like everything's from... gotten. Mm-hmm. So serious. <laughs> There's that leg again. <laughs> I God, know, right? switch it I up. Know. Switch you're it like, up. Let's see if I I'm feel, prepared. You're like, I feel like, and I'm like, shut up, woman! I'm trying to change the topic. <laughs> you're elaborating, <laughs> and I'm moving on. God. Uh, it's your show go if you if you if you don't record the audio you just make the audio late thank you by the way this interview is this 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 episode is not brought to you by zoom (laughs) Um, no but i have to say this is going to be another one that's going to be entertaining to play back 
Yeah, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, do I want to sit here and try to cut out the lag? And I'm like, no, because that's going to be such a pain. <laughs> if I do that, this episode won't come out in time, <laughs> especially for the bit of for the bit of news that I want to get to next, because this takes place February 12th, and it, today we're recording this on the second. Um, so I want switching from horror to actual paranormal news and information. First, I'm going to start this off with rest in peace, Mr. Marvin Lee a day. If you know who that is. Ah, uh, ah, uh, God. And I, would do I know who Marvin Lee Day is. Well, for those that don't know, obviously he's known as Meatloaf. And um, while the man has passed away, and that is sad, keep an eye out because you might still see him actually February 2nd on if you have Discovery Plus. Meatloaf is said to do an episode with Ghost Hunters. I guess they already recorded it because I've already seen pictures going up. He's supposed to be joining the TAP team on an wow. episode of Ghostbusters on an episode called The Haunted House on the Hill. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's kind of, huh. Not really sure what to make of it. I can't believe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I can't believe that the um, it's in. I think it says yeah, it's a I, farmhouse in Tennessee is what they're checking. I, out. I, I, and I can't believe it didn't click in my head. Yeah, <laughs> go on. <laughs> Thank you, Zoom. Wow. Yeah, I don't really know what to make of that. That 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 one kind of gave me the chills a little bit. Well. What what clicked in my head is uh, <laughs> what clicked in my head is the fact that my brother's in Tennessee and the per the people I did the last uh, episode with are uh, friends of mine, twins that do uh, um, paranormal investigation. They're also in Tennessee. Maybe I should ask them if they know where this place is. They don't mention it, but I should tell them to check out the episode because I know it says it's a uh, a farmhouse in Tennessee that's supposedly haunted, and the new owners want to resolve want to reassure the community that their home doesn't harbor dangerous entities. So I'm wondering what the hell's going to happen there. And they called them and not the Tennessee Wraith Chasers? Well, that's a good point. Yeah, why didn't they? Yeah, I was going to say, you ever, you ever catch them? I mean, personally, if I'm yes, calling anybody, they, I'm calling the Ghost Brothers. <laughs> I'm calling the Ghost Brothers <laughs> because... I love them. I absolutely adore I, them. They are, they're just awesome. I'd like to mix them up. I'd like to mix the Ghost Brothers up with the guys from Ghost Adventures. And see what um, happens with, like, mix them up. Aaron and you, go that way. Watch them, like, split up into groups. Do you want to know something funny? We were talking about British actors before, and I know this is totally off topic and nothing to do with anything, <laughs> but I just looked up at my TV and Roseanne, the original Roseanne is on and the episode, it says written by Matt Berry, but I guess we're talking about vampires. So he technically kind of fits into that category, right? Oh yeah. He's okay. also a very funny over the top actor. Like uh, I, Nicolas Cage, and he could definitely do horror and comedy like he does in What We Do in the Shadows. Look at that, we went full circle on it. I know. I see. I, I, it, 
It didn't even occur to me until the words were coming out of my mouth. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're a fan of him. It does kind of apply. What the hell is it on? On Netflix called The Toast of London. I see The Toast of London or Toast of the Town. I forget what it's one. It's. But I'm trying to remember. Is that the one that he just got a whole bunch of backlash from? There was he there was something that the Okay, I'm thinking like I I remember reading something and I was I was and you know he took it he took it so brilliantly like he understood why he was coming under attack but he also made it pretty clear that that's a character that's imaginary that's not me. And he just, he just, he handled himself through the whole thing so phenomenally. He's a um, guy. I remember watching an interview. He's very smart and he actually does have a song album and he writes like he's actually a pretty smart guy. I was just going to say. A bumbling idiot. He, I actually, I actually do follow him on Twitter and yes, he is a very accomplished musician. Like he's kind of the. I almost want to say the funnier version of Hugh Laurie, although Hugh Laurie plays a lot more instruments than Matt Berry, but they're kind of like at the same level. Oh yeah. Hugh Laurie. And I, you know, believe funny enough, I actually have one of Hugh Laurie's jazz albums and he's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, But yeah, no, a lot of, I don't think a lot of people realize how many facets Matt Berry has. He's like to most people, he's just as funny. Hugh Laurie doesn't actually limp. <laughs> or the fact that Hugh Laurie is not actually American. So, you oh, know, yeah. but like every every everything he's in, he's American. <laughs> it's like, well, how what how does that happen? But you know, a lot of people were shocked to find out that Charlie Hunnam was British also. And didn't sound like, you know, Californian Jax Teller. Like Thor, right? Kind of, yeah, he was Jax Teller on Sons of Anarchy. And yeah, Thor. Okay, let's. You know, a lot of people say that, and I have to say, um, did you watch The Sopranos? No. Okay. (laughs) All right, can't go with that. Um, There's something else said it's kind of reminiscent of too but a lot of people like if i say to them did you watch the sopranos and they're like oh my god yeah i love that show chances are good you'll like sons of anarchy because it's very similar uh, and you are getting, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm, there's gonna be some people that hear this and they're gonna be like what is she stoned um but it, it there is I a lot of similarities rolling through Charlie Hunnam's uh, filmography. And mm-hmm. I have His- to find something I've seen that he was... Oh, wait, I found one thing. King Pacific, Pacific Rim? Sword. Oh, yep, he was in that. Oh, he was yeah, in Pacific, Pacific Rim. He yes, was in Pacific Rim job, yes. He was... Yep. He, <laughs> he, he, uh, he was in The Gentleman. Um, yeah, he, he actually... He's... 
you know, he's pretty good. He really is pretty good. And he was the first to be cast at, well, to be wanted to be cast as Christian Grey when they were making the Fifty Shades movies. And uh, he had to. Whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember who. I, I never saw the movie. I mean, I read the books to see what the big deal was about. I wasn't impressed. I never bothered with the movie, especially after they said, no, it's not going to be Charlie Hunnam. I said, well, I have no reason to watch now. Um, I just looked up to see but he the uh, like actor this. was in the movie because um, I didn't know there was three films. Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades Darker, was. Fifty Shades Freed. What the hell? Really? I, d- I did not know. <laughs> J- yes, Jamie Dornan. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he's also British. I don't know. That, I wouldn't swear to it. Believe that. But I would yeah, think um, he's won Bath Television and BAFTA awards. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so born eighty two. Oh wait, yeah, Hollywood. It says born in Hollywood, but then it says Hollywood, United Kingdom. <laughs> oh, okay. So Fifty Shades of Grey Part One, Fifty Shades Darker Part Two, Fifty Shades Three Part Three. How did they not make a spinoff and make Part Four? Fifty That's- Shades So Dark It's Black. And just make it like a black comedy. <laughs> Coming soon to a theater near you. So dark, it's black. Call Fifty Shades Part Four. Oh, we black now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't even know that they made all those movies. But I also gave up. I didn't. I read the first three books. I didn't read the last one because. Yeah, I, I completely missed the point in all of it. Um, but yeah, now we've gone way off track. But um, yeah, I think Wait, like uh, oh, we're talking about me. <laughs> yeah, uh, that I really yeah. But could you? I, I can't imagine going on a ghost hunt with meatloaf of all people. Unless you know, if I was on that hunt, <laughs> I like I Every just walks into the room. I'd play that ding 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 to the song. Like unless he's a really quiet, subdued person off stage, and from what I've heard about Meatloaf, not really. I can't imagine he would be the guy that you'd want to take on a ghost hunt. Like well, I just feel like that you say that. The picture that they're using for to uh, promote the episode is the whole team sitting behind him. He's in a chair, but he's sitting there looking like he's screaming. Ah, like he's scared. But apparently, uh, when I looked up this information, he's been ghost hunting already for a while on his own. Okay. Um, I mean, apparently, I guess. Where is it? Because I have a quote where uh, from from him. Uh, here we go. In an interview with Enemy back in the Enemy, the magazine from England, <laughs> we're being very British in this episode. Back in 2012, he said that he once mistook a ghost for a groupie. He said, quote, I chased one across the room once. And when we were making um, Bad Out of Hell, 
I saw a blonde girl in a white dress. I went downstairs and told her oh, yes. on the balcony. How'd she get up there? And he couldn't find her apparently. And uh, he just talks about that on the episode of the haunting of he did an episode of it it says the haunting of a uh, meatloaf yes about that and other stuff that happened yes when he was because i think he also stayed in a haunted house you know it's funny you're t- t- yes. t- reading that and i'm like wait i've heard this before yes 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 i saw him you i like saw that you? yeah well it well um, no i wasn't saying that but yeah okay but like i don't know he's just kind of well one of those people would be like, like, I feel like he'd go full Bagans and just start tormenting them out of hiding. <laughs> like, it says here, like, goes, I've you had know, conversations yeah. with them talking about ghosts with a K2 meter. He says he's had conversations using yes or no answers. Hmm. Now we can go ask him questions. <laughs> so, how's it look on the other side? I mean, is Betty White anywhere near you? No, we got to ask him the question everyone wants to know. So what is that one thing your ass won't do for love? Yeah, right? That, yeah. (laughs) Seriously. I'd be, I'd I'd be interested to know the answer to that question. But But no, my first. Carly Simon finally goes on. I'm going to ask her, who the hell was that song, uh, you're so vain. You're so vain. You're dead now. Tell me, who's it about? Yeah, listen. No, my you first know who question supposed to be, but <laughs> my first question really is going to be: Do you see Betty White? Can you get get Betty White to come talk to me for a minute? Because I personally think that you know that would be the holy grail of captures like I like I said I told you before I thought I did pretty good on my first real real deep dive into looking for proof but man if I could get Betty White like I want to hear a spirit box say back in St. Olaf in the worst way I think that would just be like the greatest moment ever so, if you can't get that, I but, think you wouldn't mind. You wouldn't mind hearing another voice going. Imagine it, Sicily, nineteen twenty-four. You know, I, I, I would take Estelle Getty, but she's not Betty White. She's just not Betty White. Like, I think you know, it's sad that Meatloaf passed, but I think Betty White, Betty White checking out at zero hour was just some bullshit (laughs) that was that was that was such a bad day such a bad day i just missed it my nephew came in here heard what we're talking about and he walking out of the room and he just says quietly thank you for being a friend oh that's listen he knows i don't think yeah i don't i really like i don't think there's anybody at this point unless they're below maybe the age of five who wouldn't know who the golden girls are, you know, but I think, yeah, I, I, I want to, I want to do it again. I want to try and get more proof, maybe even bigger, better proof. 
than my last well, capture. Right people in the right place and go for the right per- look for the right person. Yeah, I mean, granted, it 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 probably it, it probably came a little easier because I knew who I was looking for, and I think he was just like, "Oh, what do you got there? Let's play." But I I think if I wanted to do it again, I'd I'd want to do it someplace that is like bona fide, real deal. You can't go here and not capture something. You know what I mean? Like, I know that, like, that sounds very, (laughs) it sounds very egotistical. But, like, I I, I don't want to feel like. Because. The the next bit, (laughs) because the next bit of news is actually, um, it's the main focus I was going to do the episode on. It's a place called the Bell Mansion which is going to be opening to the public for people to do investigations. Um, and the funny thing, it's like a haunted, it's a haunted house. It doesn't exactly have the biggest paranormal history in it. I think, where is it? Fort Wayne, Indiana. And it's been around for like over 125 years. It was a funeral home, but at no point do they really give you anything to say that it's haunted, but it's apparently it's known to be haunted. But nowhere can I find anyone saying this and this and this happened. They're just saying it's haunted. Um, for some reason, for some reason, I feel as though the Ghost Brothers may have gone there. I remember them going to a mansion that was at one point a funeral home. But there was all kinds of stuff like... There was a lot of um, Masonic rituals and stuff happening there. And apparently there is a case with, I don't, I, I, I believe if I'm remembering correctly, the skeleton of one of the original members. I, I, I'm thinking that's the place. And I remember that... I was familiar with uh, uh, I don't think it wasn't this one because nothing none of that came up when I looked up information on it. Okay. Though. Yeah. I which is funny because most you know, information I do have is like like a press release for like this is what we're gonna be doing with the mansion now. Huh. Yeah, I don't know that I'd go to Indiana. I <laughs> very well, high on my bucket it could list. Be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> It could. It very well could. But like someplace that's irrefutably haunted, that's very high on my bucket list, is the Myrtles Plantation. That's like one of the Myrtles in Louisiana. Yeah. And someone's um, backyard either. No, no, it's really not. But, um, Apparently, there it's you could experience something. Um, still, oh, still, <laughs> still want to go up. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, I still want to go up to the farmhouse. Like that's still kind of high on the list. 
Um, but like I said, I, I, I wonder if lightning could strike twice and I could be lucky enough to get what I've gotten again. Well, I can get in, maybe see when the um, the twin paranormal girls I know, the um, Travelers Paranormal, when they are planning a couple of road trips, and one of them will be at some point somewhere in New York. Maybe we can meet up with them and do something. But the that, reason I was saying that maybe it could be worth it to go to the Bell Mansion is because I recently just found out that people from Ghost Hunters are going to be doing an event there. When the hell? April 2nd, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. From April in Indiana. Yeah, you'll be able to do. Yeah, you can do an investigation um, with the three members of Ghost Hunters: Rachel Stratton, Brian Murray, and Dustin Perry. Don't ask me because I am huh? not good with names. I couldn't tell you who they are. Yeah, uh, no clue. That's pretty cool. I mean, the place. <laughs> the all, I mean, the only information I can give you about the place is the fact that what it was built by Robert C. Clark, Robert C. Clark, Robert Clark Bell. Um, who was like a state senator and a Civil War veteran. They said he died in the house, and then his widow sold it. Um, the mansion is mostly limestone, and I believe they say they think limestone might be a conduit for ghosts. He, ah. In 1926, it sold to a William Klon, who then for the next 92 years used it as a funeral home. <laughs> uh, so that's a lot of time spending with dead bodies in it. And now come to the 2020 the house is purchased by a couple who placed, um, who are planning on opening the place up for multiple uses. They want to use all three floors and several rooms and balconies so they can have events like weddings, yoga classes, and paranormal investigations. I'm just wondering, imagine the crossover on that. Someone's having their wedding and then they hear <laughs> some guy. Like ghost hunting with his machine <laughs> comes up to the to the bride. Are you a ghost or are you for real? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, of course, let's not even talk about the ghost doing yoga poses in the corner. But oh, that yeah, I mean, listen. or somebody lets some air out, yeah, I, farts doing yoga, and then blames it on the ghost. <laughs> no, after this is over, I have to send you a commercial that I'm addicted to because yoga popped into my head and I have to share this commercial with everybody, but it's her product that oh, okay. <laughs> we're not going to, we're not going to talk about on air, but it's a funny ass commercial. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I really, I would be really open to going anywhere and trying it at this point. Um, yeah, I think it'd be a good idea. I mean, like I said, with I'm, the right people. So, I mean, if we went, I wouldn't just want to, um, people with equipment. I think I'd, I would feel safer with someone of of the metaphysical psychic realm with us that can give us more insight on what's happening on the spiritual side. So at least we know we're a little more safe than just asking random yes or no questions through a machine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would, that would, yeah, that would definitely be the best bet there. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm very curious to see if lightning would strike twice. Um, because, you know, when it happened, it was just, it was such a random 
thing. And I could never really get it to happen again, at least not with the person I was mm-hmm. trying to get it to happen with. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it might be a type of thing where you need the right combination of situation and people, per- person, place, spirit, yeah. machinery. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, there are there are some hot spots. Like I said, the Myrtles will, will always be number one. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned limestone because I don't know if, if you saw, uh, Nick Groff had done a series, the ghosts of Shepherdstown yeah. and he was in that whole area and yeah, the, the, it's like all based limestone. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, obviously there's a lot of a lot of merit to that. Uh, and, and actually the, 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 my one quote cross country drive I've done by myself was from Alabama back home to here. And in the Alabama. pitch black dark. Yeah. In the pitch black dark, there is a sign Shepherdstown, 14 miles. And if it was, if the sun hadn't already gone down and I wasn't by myself, maybe, <laughs> but kind of not the thing I wanted to do in the dark by myself. I just, I just kind of drove past and looked at the sign. The neighborhood looking at you, the hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just kind of looked at the sign, made a pouty face and was like, okay, next time. And next time hasn't happened yet, but. I have, I have a feeling at some point it will because my friend's 13-year-old daughter actually stumbled on, and she was so much younger when that was on, um, mm-hmm. and she fell in love with it. And like, like one of her top bucket list places at 13 years old, she wants to go to Shepherdstown. Where is it? So I have a feeling... Uh, Shepherd, you know, I'm not okay because there's all those little towns that are right there with each other. I believe Shepherdstown is Maryland. It's either Maryland or a very northwestern point of Virginia. Um, West Virginia, I just found it. Uh, what okay, yes, I remember. I remember driving and I remember I was in Virginia and yes, it was like literally how I was coming. Cause I have driven back and forth to Virginia a million times. So it wasn't my regular way coming home from Alabama. I remember literally you drive like across the very tip and there was a sign. And then it was like, boom, you're in Just Pennsylvania. Like you were in and out, just a tip, just a tip, nothing more. But you were literally like right in and right out. But you're in it long enough that there's the sign and you're in Pennsylvania. But it's you're, it, not, you're not joking, just a tip. It, you're just in and out, and you're in it and then no, you're out. No, you just like <laughs> you know. I want it. I, I love that it sounds dirty, but it's it really is one of those times in life where this is actual hard facts. <laughs> hard facts. 
but it, you just cut like two car lengths across West Virginia and you're out again and you're in another state. And w- but it's and it it just maybe six hours in and out. As soon as you drive away, all you hear is, ah, <laughs> pretty well. Uh, no, this is me. I'd be like, that's it. But it, it just, yeah. Um, it's someplace I wouldn't, besides the fact that, you know, it's, it's a beautiful area. It's very like quaint. Like it's, it's someplace you wouldn't mind seeing. Um, but, and yeah, it's maybe a six hour drive from here. You know, it's not a big deal, but that, that is another area I wouldn't mind checking out. No, it's know, not. Uh, like it's said, not. The twins, but the place they're talking about doing was upstate New York, which I think would have been like a six to eight hour drive. So that's not that far away either. Yeah. Yeah. And at least this way with this like six hour drive, whatever it is, you're, you're getting across a couple, couple states. <laughs> you're getting more than just New York out of the deal. But um, a friend of mine lives in Pennsylvania and I don't know if she's part of a group or what, but she goes out and they go to like fairs and stuff, but a ghost hunt. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, personally, my opinion, I think it's just a cash grab because nobody is ever. I'm like, how many of these things have you gone? She's like, oh, dozens. I'm like, has anything ever happened? She's like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so basically, I could book you guys to come to my house. Yeah, like, it, like it's, I, I think some of it is strictly for entertainment purposes. Like, you know, uh, okay, someplace else I'd love to go. I'd love to go to Zach's Haunted Museum in Vegas just because I want to see the stuff that he's collected, but well, exactly. No, well, no, that was those words would never come (laughs) out of my mouth unless he was there with, um, talking about him. Yeah. And he was doing some shirtless provocation. Other than that, I I wouldn't even want to touch like a doorknob in that place (laughs) because I'd be like, where'd this thing come from? But like I've seen so many around, like with one of those COVID door openers <laughs> just to make sure you don't yeah. have to touch anything. You can't uh, me. I didn't physically touch the door, uh, okay? You want to haunt you, you can haunt this metal thing I was holding. Click, link, which I'm <laughs> we are behind. Back to talking about my what was that? My paranormal Benadryl? The last time I did this with you, <laughs> I had like a <laughs> Yes, at the palatial, the palatial Panera bread. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I could so go for some broccoli soup right now. Um, it, it's dude, it, we haven't talked in a while. When I catch you up on the hell, the pure black, fiery hell that 2022 Whoa. has been so far, you're oh. gonna be like, What? <laughs> yeah, pure black. I'm like, Where's she going with this? No, pure black fiery inferno that has become my world but um yeah like i said it's like i, I want to see the stuff 
but I have seen way too many things that have happened to people there. And I don't think that they're all making it up. Like, I think some of this stuff truly has a way of getting to you, whether you want it to or not. Like I could, I could watch, I could watch something now and be like, okay, whatever. And then three nights from now have like violent nightmares and, and be like, oh, that's because I watched that, like, you know, a month ago. Um, well, there's, um, um, some of the psychics I've spoken to, they say they see when, you know, when people are filming a TV show, you're we're like, we're watching, uh, like, if you're watching, what the hell is it? Any Anything, like any of the ghost shows, ghost adventures or whatever, and where we're just seeing a dark hallway, some of the psychics I've spoken to, they're like, no, they actually straight up see stuff on film. She's like, you can capture it, and it can technically kind of travel through the medium because and then there's also uh, other people that say sometimes spirits sense when you're discussing or watching them or, and even sometimes psychics have gone as, as far as saying yeah like the like they weren't even involved in the ghost hunting case and the ghost already came after them before they even got involved so yeah it's weird the way things reach out yeah um you know, like I said, um, I, I feel like, I feel like I have a line that I wouldn't cross, but I also know me. And I think in that moment, depending on how I I was feeling and how I was being affected, I would cross that line and go like three times as far. If, if I felt, <laughs> okay, I don't know why that's funny, but I would just because I know that, like I said, you know, what I got a couple quick seconds of video, um, I've seen with my own eyes with the EMF, um, Paul, I, I, I've, I've seen stuff my entire life and I've had experiences my entire life. But I think if I was in that moment where I was seeking it out and it was coming to be like, we live in a time now where, you know, we've seen enough TV shows, we've seen how they roll. We know what's going on. And, you know, we know that there can be negative effects Like we know, all right, there's this line and we watch them cross it all the time, but we know in our own minds, not a smart thing. I know me, I know in that moment where if things were happening that I wanted to happen, I would keep, keep going after it even further, even further. So I, I do have an element of fear still, which I think if you're going to do this, you have to have. I mean, you know, uh, Jay Wasley, after they went to Goatman's Bridge and his wife, Ashley, at the time, was so negatively affected, that destroyed their marriage. I mean, they're friends now, but it, it literally 
her experiences there ruin their marriage. And, you know, just being as she did their still photography and she was there, like you kind of should have known better than to have let them use you as bait. And now look what happened. Like, that's the part that scares me. You know, it's like, I'll be jumping for joy and Whistle and Dixie. But it goes along with uh, what, um, what I heard happened with uh, Nick Roth and why he left uh, Ghost Adventures was the fact that supposedly Zach is the one provoking him, but the spirits seem to be following Nick home and that it started affecting his marriage and his life. Because supposedly, wow. you know, some of the places that they've gone, like, and I remember they mentioned in one episode, the Ghost Hunter guys, after Nick is already gone, that on some of the places they've gone to, after they've been there, the spirits are still looking for Nick. Like, they're asking, like, where's Nick? Well, you know, honestly, I've I've followed a lot of what Nick has done since disassociating himself from them. And unless he was married once before, I don't think his marriage is too negatively affected, especially since his wife is like six months or seven months pregnant. Um, oh, yeah. No, no yeah. But, I mean, I heard that that's part of the reason but, he left so he can save the marriage instead of continuing well, the show. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I guess you gotta just. If you're gonna do it. Yeah, I think you have to like really know your mental limits. I don't think your physical limits play that much of a part in it. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, we see them get pain, we see them get headaches, nauseous, but I think you have to be more mentally prepared to know when you've had enough. Because I, I think a lot of it, too, those, those attachments, you, you're kind of, you're, the minute you step into that situation, you're kind of welcoming that. You're allowing that to happen. So, you know, I think, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I'm going to end up bringing something home and it's going to eat me in my sleep and it's going to be all your fault. <laughs> I'm calling it right here. February 2nd, 2022 at 1038 PM. If I get a negative attachment, it's your fault. No, no, what that's no attachments allowed. Okay. No attachments allowed. <laughs> and, um, only possible. Bolognese. Only, po- only possible. Bo- that is actually. Listen, hey, I told you, there's just worse things in the world than an impossible whopper. So I can't see that well, impossible bolognese would suck that much. You know, and there's there's my. If we did travel somewhere. Hmm. That, that's my five-star review of the Cheesecake Factory. I'm sure it doesn't suck that much. <laughs> I was going yeah. to say, actually, I've been putting food stuff every so often up online, though. But I was going to say is, I'm like, we, we can always reach out if we were going to take a trip to uh, find out paranormal groups in the area of places and see, you know, who they have 
or be like, oh, what do you know about this place before we go visit it? Should we take something with us? Like, uh, like I mean, like I was saying with that, with that mansion, there's no, it's funny how, you know, they're opening it. The ghost hunter people are going to be there. Um, they're going to be opening it for ghost hunts, but there's no damn story of what's, what's being, you know, what haunting information do you have on this place? At least other places, like you said, the Myrtle's Farm, we know it's haunted. Other places, uh, Eastern State, we know it's haunted. It's just funny that this one place has nothing. And sure, you know, I mean, sure it's funny because Eastern places. Eastern State is one place you couldn't pay me to go. <laughs> Could not pay me I to have. go. I will sit in the car and keep it warm for when you come out. And that might even be too close for me. Uh, there is something about that place. You'd be parked two miles away. Terrifies me. Mm. There is something about that place that terrifies me. But it's funny because, you know, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love the delay. <laughs> I no, as many- saying, my friends, uh, the twins, they've been there, and then a friend of mine went there over the Halloween weekend and brought me back key, a keychain from there. Yeah, I, there, I, I, I don't know. I feel very bothered just watching other people there, and like, I'll be honest with you, I. Mm. Wouldn't Smithtown again because I we went down in the basement, which you know isn't a basement. There's pool tables and another bar down there, but mm. was not liking how I felt in the least bit. Got dizzy, mm. got nauseous, and just said, you know, a whole lot of nope happened in here. Hey, maybe that's what maybe that's what Jordan Peele's movies about. Just a whole bunch of nope happening. <laughs> nope. I mean, they always make that joke about black people walking to a house. Get out. Nope. I'm not dealing with that. We out. Exactly. But like, it's one of those. There's a, a bar in Ronkonkoma also called Jacks. J A X. Um, back a million years ago. I was on a dart team and I was on a pool team and Jax was one of the bars that we played in darts and same thing used to happen. If I wasn't, if I wasn't throwing, I couldn't be in that back part of the bar because I would get dizzy. I would get nauseous and everything just seems to have a dark, cloud i guess is the best way to describe it like an aura but not an aura just everything back there seemed dim and dingy and and i mean i know the difference between you know a dim and dingy bar and like okay this is exact same lighting as the rest of the bar exact same like, tables exact same everything but why does it feel into a bar that's going to give me an std and a bar that's going to give me a demon Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
way, way too demony feeling in there. But like, it's the same thing. And I'm not the only person. I don't know that anybody's ever investigated it. I don't know if there's anything that's ever happened there. But you get well this other future plans right there. Get right. I I would like I would really have I, to, I, I put a team together. This this was really back before, you know, ask Uncle Google, like cell phones weren't in everybody's pocket. And beepers were kind of even a little gone at that point, like they just weren't the thing they were. Um, so like you, you didn't really like Reese unless you were going and hitting up a card index at the library, like you, you weren't looking for it or you knew somebody that knew something. <laughs> and what do you it's say in a situation like that? Listen, drop me some digits on my beeper. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, hi, was anybody brutally murdered here? Do we have anything like weird that could have happened here? Like, how do you even strike up that conversation? Why do you ask? I don't know. Cause I'm seeing shit and feeling shit. And I haven't started drinking yet. I mean, yeah, I don't know if there is any history, but again, it's not terribly far from Lake Ronkonkoma. So who knows how those legends and myths. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we could save it um, do an investigation. Not a full on. Maybe we'll just go there outside and be like, what do you feel? Fuck this place. (laughs) Nope. I'm sorry. Did you say we're doing it in spring? Because till then, all I feel is cold. I feel cold. <laughs> we can wait. I mean, That's... this episode itself is like two months late, so we can wait another couple of months before we go do it. <laughs> oh, come on! Are we going to let all six of our cumulative fans wait for another episode? Come on, Ed. you're disappointing me now. We we got to give the people what seven, they want. Seven. Seven, seven fans, because I think the, the, well, the, the, my nephew's probably going to listen now since his voice is going to be on it somewhere. Okay, so, all right. So all nine of us, that'll be listening. <laughs> of course, you know, you no, know, I do have my enough, one. All nine of us could go to the place. I do have, I do have my one mega fan that I'm going to give a special shout out, who's probably, when she listens to this, will roll her eyes, but whatever. Um and you know, I've been great two hours. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I know me after ten minutes. She'll listen that long. I was gonna say if it was me after ten minutes, I'd be like, okay, what what? <laughs> but uh yeah, no. Um yeah, I, I would I would happily check it out and then I would be more than happy to do a follow up because you know, I like listening to myself talk. Part of the wonders of being me. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. I think you'd be surprised, though. No, I listen. I know. I I generally don't like to hear myself talk, mostly because usually when I'm talking, nobody's listening. But uh, you know, at least now I know I have a captive audience of nine here, so that's good. Well, at least <laughs> that's good. I mean, as long as it's not when you're talking, there's no one else in the room. That's yeah, well, you're talking to yourself. <laughs> no, usually I'm talking so to the case, cat. That's a whole we're, other case within itself. If we're I being say honest, thank you for joining us. 
That's <laughs> 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 the last thing I was going to add here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say on the Bell Mansion, I was trying to remember what was it I wanted to add about it, too. Uh, the new owner does say it's haunted, but they don't give any detail. Um, there is a group on Facebook called the Old World Paranormal Society. They did a Facebook episode where they spoke about it, but they were talking like three other groups talking about other spots. So, and my ADHD didn't let me listen to the whole thing. I just couldn't sit around. And if you're listening still to the end of this episode, congratulations. You've almost hit the two-hour mark. But, I mean, I'll have Yay! to everything. To everything we've been discussing. And once you call, leave, definitely should. Huh? <laughs> once you leave, once you leave here, you can head on over to my OnlyFans page. <laughs> yes. Uh, Fil- filthy Frank's <laughs> filthy feet. <laughs> Just look it up on OnlyFans. If you don't find it, you spelled something wrong. Any last words you want to say before we end the uh, episode? I can't. I'm laughing too hard. That's good enough for me, people. Uh, we'll talk to you I next feel like time. I need to Hold like... Hold on right there. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like I need to go check and see if that's an actual thing now. <laughs> Uh, yeah so she wanted to do some research on the she wanted to do some research on the bell mansion why is there a whole listing on only friends here now only fans whatever the hell i don't even know what this thing is i know it's kind of a dirty i know it's a dirty tiktok oh my god but it's uh, it's essentially Listen. just uh privately paid for whatever it's not doesn't have to be dirty like you can do classes there if somebody actually teaches and gets wants to get paid directly but we all know it's people just showing pictures of their privates and this stuff oh. not but hey you know people without talent that look good need some way to make money and and we'll Sounds leave delightful. it on that note We'll talk to you people. Oh, oh, we're still recording. Ah, yay!